Every company has breakdowns in their revenue process. Sure thing deals slip into next quarter, competitors creep in and swipe deals away at the last minute, and deals getting single threaded that don't get to power. These are just a few examples of revenue leak, but there are a ton more, and they're preventing your team from reaching their sales targets. That's why I'm such a big fan of Clary's revenue platform. It's the only tool that actually helps leaders take control of their revenue and thrive through any market conditions, especially when things get tough. You can't afford to miss a single detail, but you also can't be leading by gut. Clary combines the science and the art of sales and sales leadership. So go to Clary.com if you want to answer the most important question in your business. Are you going to meet, beat, or miss on revenue? Welcome to the Live Better, Sell Better podcast with your host, Kevin Dorsey of Inside Sales Excellence, the number one Patreon group and YouTube channel for tech sellers and tech sales leaders, where we dive in deep for tactical advice on how to book more meetings, close more deals faster, and lead sales teams to success. But we don't stop there. We also focus on the person in salesperson. We talk about mindset, goals, time management, and so much more. So thank you for listening. And if you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash inside sales excellence. Now with that, grab a notepad, get ready, and let's dive into the good stuff. What are your thoughts on an upfront contract and like how you teach your people to go through it? Can you, do you mind if I tell you to tell me what you think people get wrong? I don't know. Now you're trying to. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm more than happy to. I don't mind. No, I, I, was, yes, I really no. am curious. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to upfront contracts, I feel like people ask for too much before they've given a reason to do so. Right. And so a very standard upfront contract that people tend to ask is, so at the end of this, if we agree that this like helps, is this something that you would move forward with today? Mm. Is this something that you would be willing to, they ask for agreement to purchase Wild. before you've provided any value whatsoever. And I hate, I hate those types of upfront contracts. It's like, if we can come to agreement on pricing and value today, is this something you could move forward with? Is this something you'd feel comfortable bringing to your CFO? And people ask for basically a commitment to buy before, or they've done anything so for the, the prospect. So that's one area that I just have a massive problem is they ask for too much before giving. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where I think most people go wrong with upfront contracts. So Interesting. So we, turn. Uh, pardon me. We split up the upfront contract into uh, three questions, actually. The first one's very easy. Um, Let's say you have some light conversation. How are you, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Maybe some, some uh, mini rapport building or what have you. Cool, Kevin. Um, so uh, glad, glad we could connect. Um, had us down for a half hour. Just want to make sure that you had a hard stop at, at this time. Is that, is that right? Yep. yep. Done. Out of the way. Cool. Um, so the second part can be done in a number of different ways. Um, second part is, cool, Kevin. So the, the, the purpose of this call is to determine whether or not we are fit to potentially work together in the future. And even if we can help you, 
Um, not everybody is a fit for what we do and vice versa. Naturally, you'll have a lot of questions about what we do, which I'm happy to answer. And of course, I'm probably going to have a number of questions for you, some of which may be direct as well to ensure uh, whether or not we're a fit. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. That's not, That's step two. Step three. And then, Kevin, at the risk of stating the obvious here, there are really kind of one of two outcomes from this conversation. Either one, you say, Charles, this conversation was garbage, totally useless, not interested in thanks, but no thanks. Or it's compelling enough to talk further and see whether or not there could be something here. So those are really one of the two outcomes in this conversation. Does that work for you also? Yeah. Cool. That's my upfront contract. I liked what you said, uh, what DK uh, did there also. So you could probably add that again or make it part of the one or two outcomes. But that is the upfront contract that we have here. I'm just going to add one more thing. What we like to do is take the last part of that upfront contract, the two outcomes, and bring it back at the end when there's like five minutes left. Cool. So Kevin, I, I know I mentioned at the beginning of the call, I wanted two outcomes here. One, this is useless or two, this is compelling enough or could make sense to speak further, I guess, where you feel like you're at. So that's how we bring it back. Yeah. Now, I, I'm a fan of that format because like I'm a big believer in like permission-based selling, right? It's like, hey, I want to be able to ask you a few questions to make sure that we're not wasting your time. Would that be okay with you? Yes. Now you're getting that permission to ask those questions. Then that next part of like, because at the end of the day, I need to find out if there's even a problem worth solving here. If y'all got it all figured out, you got nothing to talk about. And I'll be the first person to tell you, right? But if we do, we can keep this conversation going. If we do, then we can get into pricing. And that's one of the things I like to really do is tell people that getting into pricing is dependent upon how discovery goes. Getting into the demo is dependent upon how discovery goes. Because if you don't address the fact of what they're probably thinking, right? And anyone who has a significant other, you know what I'm about to, what I, what I mean when I say this. Like if you're arguing with someone, are you really listening to them? What are you thinking about? You're thinking about what you're going to say next. If someone comes into discovery, more often than not, the core questions they have in their head are, what does the product do and how much does it cost? If you don't let them know that you're going to cover those things, it just stays up in their head the whole time. But then two, when you make it contingent upon how discovery goes, they tend to be more forthcoming, right? We're going to ask these questions, cool. Why? To see if it's even worth showing you the product. If it is, there's a problem there, cool. If there's not, we don't even have to show it to you. We don't even have to get into these things, right, to go through it. So I like the way you're setting it up there and then DK his upfront contract to me was always was always at the end like hey we think this makes sense to then take these next steps right yes that's when he'd get into his yes nos and maybes and chase of like all right let's I get see. this on let's get this on the books cool but now hey yes no maybe let's avoid the chase and go through it so now I like the way that you set it up with permission give them the ideal outcomes up front and then start to work through it. But it's very different than how most people are doing upfront contracts right now. And I, when a sales rep does it to me on like a demo, like I'm like, no. Really, no. it's funny. It, it really sets the stage big time. Like big time. It makes, I, 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 don't, I think AEs don't realize how, it, how powerful 
an awesome upfront contract is. It really sets the stage for the call where the prospect hears you do it. <clears throat> and the prospect says, wow, yeah, that's cool. I heard a prospect say on a call to one of my AEs on a recorded call that we were, that I was coaching them on. The prospect said, after the two outcomes, he said, yeah, no, that's cool. By the way, you should know I really appreciate you saying that because most people that I speak to don't even ask me that if it's okay to say no. He literally said that and it was really, really powerful. Um, yeah, I loved it.